Welcome to this week's message from Crosspoint Community Church. You can find us on the web at crosspointonline.org. There, you can find links to our social media accounts. Led by Pastor Mike Deese, we meet every Sunday at 11 a.m. in Roswell, Georgia. Now presenting this week's message. Take out your notes and open up your Bible to First uh, Peter. We're continuing our series uh, entitled Everything to Live For. Last week was the very first uh, uh, Sunday of the series and it was there that uh, God used His Word to remind us of this real news. This is more real than anything else and that is that when it comes to us as followers of Christ, you can know that God chose you uh, and that He had you in mind before you ever cared a lick about Him and also that God is working in your life and whether you feel like it or not, God's working in your life and then finally that God has secured your future and so you can rest assured on that. So that's encouraging words. And if you need a Bible, just raise your hand. We got uh, some. Uh, uh, Steve's ready to bring by some right there if you want to be able to follow along with us. So really what this is saying is that no matter uh, what happens, how bad things get, uh, and, and they will be tough as we can all testify. There's tough days, disappointing days in our life. No matter how difficult things are, uh, how frustrated we may become, God's Word is saying this, as His child, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. And matter of fact, if you don't have this song in your playlist, and some of you are saying, what's a playlist? Bless your heart. Okay. Uh, if you didn't, go ahead and put this song in your playlist. You know what the name of it is? You're going to be okay. Okay, put it in there. It's by Jen Johnson. You're going to be okay. And if you ever get distraught, if you ever get down, if you ever have that stinking thinking that's kind of robbing you of that assurance, that blessed assurance, then let the words of this song just pour over you as a child of God. Just listen to some of these words. He said, she, uh, uh, beautiful, beautiful song. I know it's all you've got just to be strong. And it's a fight just to keep it together. I know you think that you're too far gone, but hope is never lost. Hope is never lost. Hold on. Don't let go. Hold on. Don't let go. Just take one step closer. Put one foot in front of the other. You'll get through this. Just follow the light in the darkness. You're going to be okay. I know your heart is heavy. I mean, she goes on, but here's the deal. Hold on. Don't let go. Hold on to what? Hold on to Him. Not hold on to your feelings. Not hold on to uh, your faith. Hold on to Him. Your faith in Him. Don't let go. Why? Because God says this. As His child, as a follower of His, you're going to be okay. His grace is sufficient. And uh, that's, what he, that's what He's saying in, in our theme verse for this particular series. Look with me here in the message. Uh, matter of fact, I want you to read, read it with me. Let's look at this verse right here. Y'all read along with me. What a God we have and how fortunate we are to have Him, this Father of our Master Jesus. Because Jesus was raised from the dead, we've been given a brand new life and have everything to live for. Pause. 
and have everything to live for. That's what he's saying to us. All right, unpause. Including a future in heaven, and the future starts now. God is keeping careful watch over us and the future. The day is coming when you will have it all, life healed and whole. Now here's, here's what we just need to, to, think, to, to allow just to marinate within our spirit and our mind. God is keeping careful watch over us. And, and some of you are going, yeah, but it doesn't feel like it. Yeah, but, you know, but here's his promise. And, and that's, that's the encouragement of God's word to us each and every day is just trust me. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. Trust me. And that's one of the things that uh, keeps us from uh, really uh, clearing the fog. It's whenever we just don't believe what he has to say. That's the reason we can't quiet our monkey minds. Uh, am I saying that right? Uh, it's, it's because we're not latching on to the promises of God. And so he's inviting us today. Not to just some information because He is here and Jesus is inviting us to come sit at His feet and to experience His promises together. No matter what happens, no matter what you're going through, you're going to be okay. And it, stuff is going to happen. And I, let me just do a, a little caveat here. This isn't in your notes. You might, you might want to just write this down. But again, the reminder from Jesus is in this world you're going to have trouble. Uh, we're going to have trouble. That's what he says in, in John 16, 33. And there's two reasons. Number one, we live in is under Satan's control. The world we live in is under Satan's control. Yes, no, maybe. Okay, why do we know that? Because write this in your notes. 1 John 5, 9. That's what his word says to us. 1 John 5, 9 says, We know that we belong to God, but the evil one controls the whole world. We know that we belong to God, but the evil one controls the whole world. But, but here's, here's what we need to understand. He controls the whole world, but not you. If you are a child of God, not you. Greater is he that's in me than he's in the world. You know, you go, oh man, you know, I remember, any of y'all remember Flip Wilson? Huh? Oh, yeah, there's old people right there. Flip Wilson, the devil made me do it. You know, okay, and you know, as Christians, we kind of adopted it, you know, that whole deal. No, 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 no. He's in control of this world, but not you. Not me as followers of Christ. And, and the reason there's so much turmoil in the world is because Satan is having a heyday. The world that we live in is under his control, and his whole deal is to do any and everything to just stand in the way of God's glory and God's goodness and God's purpose in the world. But greater is he that's in us and it's in the world. The second reason there's trouble is because the world we live in is filled with evil. It's designed by the evil one to seduce us from God. So listen to this in First uh, John, write this one down. First John 2, 16. For the world offers only cravings for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from God, but are from this world. So this is what's in your face and my face. This is what His Word says, 1 John 2.16. This world is just pumping out this whole menu of cravings for physical pleasure, craving for everything we see, and pride in... Uh, everything that we do and accomplish in our possessions and what we have. But God resists the proud, but gives what? What? Grace to the who? The humble. All right. So, you know, that's what's going on. 
Uh, so there's going to be struggles. We're in a war between good and evil. And, and as a follower of Christ, uh, some of you have walked in here today. Uh, ladies, hopefully you're pumped up, you know, uh, just rejuvenated and all that kind of stuff. But the fact of the matter is, is whenever there are the, the, the hard knocks of life, it can be discouraging. We get a little bit disoriented. You know, we get foggy in our brains. You know, our brains are just not anything but quiet. Uh, it's just stirred up. The RPMs are running too, 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 too fast. But as a follower of Christ, maybe you walked in here today and you're discouraged or you're facing problems or a hard time. Maybe you're struggling with just a, a disappointment that's been a part of your life for months and months. Um, the circumstances haven't changed. You feel stuck. But God is just saying, listen, listen, listen. I want you to know as my child, if you're my child, I want you to believe me. And don't let these thoughts, don't let these feelings rob you of the truth of who you are and me. That's what we were just singing, you know, about who I am, you know, as a child of God. We need to really, really believe that. Not just say, okay, this is some Bible truth, but uh, allow it to be absorbed in our life. God created us for a relationship, and we have that. He has a plan and a purpose for our life, and He's going to finish what He started. Don't ever, ever let go of that truth. Hold on. That's his encouragement as we come into the passage that we're going to look at today. Hold on. Keep your eyes on the goal. There's a, a story I was reading uh, recently. I th- was it last week I was talking to you about swimming a little bit? Like, uh, yeah, um, we're not made, you know, for to just live in the water, but we can we can survive for a little while. But here's this is a story about a, a lady, Florence Chadwick. She this was back in the fifties and sixties, uh, but she was a, a big time swimmer, and uh, she set a world record, uh, swam across the English Channel from France uh, to England in thirteen hours and somebody, you know. So I don't know how long is that twenty something miles, you know. So she swam across there. And then uh, the following year, she set a, uh, a world record in the fact that she was the first female uh, to swim, swim the channel from both shores. And I'm going, wow. You know, I'm, um, I'm, just, I'm just happy to get from one end of the pool to the other, but she's swimming the, this uh, English channel. Uh, in, 50, in 1952, she got a little bit closer to home. She uh, learned a powerful lesson when she decided to swim 26 miles from Catalina Island. Anybody around here been there? Yeah, all right. And uh, to um, from Catalina Island to uh, Palo Verdes, California. Now that day, the water was very frigid. There was some uh, pretty pretty good, uh, you know, action in the in the water. There were some sharks that were trailing her, uh, trailing behind her. That didn't discourage her. Uh, but here's what happened: after 15 hours of swimming in these rough waters, there was no sign of the coastline, and uh, it wasn't uh, because of anything else other than the fact that the fog had descended, and. Uh, so her goal was now out of sight and she lost her desire. It, the, her story is she lost her desire to continue. And so she climbed aboard the escort boat uh, that was going alongside of her, not realizing that the shore was like one fourth mile away. And uh, so they asked her, they said, why did you stop? She said, it was a fog. I, I, I couldn't see the land. I could have finished, but when you can't, here's her statement, but when you can't see your goal, you lose all sense of progress and you begin to give up. 
when you can't see your goal. So God wants to come today and just kind of encourage me and you to kind of revisit. Do, do you have the goal clearly in mind? Do we, as a follower of Christ, have the goal clearly in mind? And somebody say, yeah, my goal is just to get through today, you know, get through this week, you know, get through this school year. And God's going to challenge you on that. Going, that's no goal. You know that, I mean, no, no wonder there's so much for us. If we set it there, God, you know, the Bible gives us our goal as followers of Christ. We all know Romans 8, 28, right? I mean, most of us just hang on to that one. You know, that, that uh, we know that in all things, everything, not all things are good, but in all things, God works together for good for those when we hold on to that. But in verse 29, it says, And those He foreknew, those that are His children, He predestined that we be conformed to the image of Christ. Now, that's our goal. Is to, for us to be more like Christ. This uh, the last couple of days. I'm going to show you a picture a little bit in a minute. But the last couple of days, I went down to Grady, Alabama, to the farm, and uh, I was trying to get some work done. I'll show you that. But uh, and uh, we went into the restaurant. You know, it's not too bad to go when you know you got to work. When you know you're going to be able to eat at Reds. Uh, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, show up for our Christmas banquet on December the eighth. You'll get uh, hello. Uh, you uh, if you, <laughs> that's probably Red's catering service right there, Colin. Uh, you'll, you'll get a little taste of that. Oh, by the way, guys, uh, we know one of the, one of the big draws for our men's retreat, uh, the herd men's retreat, we get to eat at Red's every meal that, uh, we're down there. So, but I was sitting in there with daddy, looking real grungy and all that kind of stuff, had old hat and just nasty. Uh, and, uh, so, this girl walked up, and uh, by the way, my dad turned 87 years old yesterday. Yay, Red! Yeah. So, uh, and but I don't, I don't like him because he made me work real hard this last weekend. But we still celebrate his birthday. Uh, but I was sitting there with him, and this girl walked up, and I really didn't know her, but I'm supposed to know a lot of those people down there. And, and I started yakking at her, and, and you know, she had an Auburn shirt on. And she said she was going to go to Troy, Alabama and watch the Alabama game. I'm going, how can you do that? She said, oh, yeah, I watch, I watch the Alabama games, but I, you know, I'm, I don't know. Anyhow, whatever. So, but, uh, I started, uh, you know, pulling her chain and stuff like that. And then, and then she looked at it and she goes, wait a minute. I just reckon, I just, you're, you're red son. I, I just figured out who you are. She said, you sound just like him. You know, and you know, you, you act just like him. And uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or, you know, but, but hey, here, and I know that. I know I get a lot from him, but actually, it was a, it's a great compliment. For the last few years, I've been meeting like some of my, uh, my boys, uh, friends that don't know me, and then I'll go and, you know, uh, be able to spend some time around them. They go, you're just like Daniel. Or you're just like Matt. I'm going, no. <laughs> they're just like me. You know what I mean? They're going, you talk alike, your mannerisms alike, you walk alike and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and so I know that probably for them, they, they just hate that. Not really. Shouldn't. Don't. Um, but you know, here's the deal. It, uh, that just kind of brought, 
And I, that, when that girl said that about me yesterday, I mean, I was really proud about that. Yeah, I mean, because I love my daddy, and we, we had some porch time that morning just celebrating 80, uh, 87 years on the 28th. So, so we read Psalm 28, you know, uh, for his birthday, and 87, you know, for, for his age. And then, you know, I just shared with him, you know, what a blessing he's been in my life, and, and how thankful, you know. And so I know that I'm blessed. And he really paved a way for me to be able to, to, see and understand God and not resist Him so much so early on. But, you know, it's just like, uh, I'm like my dad because I spent a lot of time around my dad. You know, and, and my boys, you know, have a lot of my mannerisms because they had to spend a lot of time, you know, around me. But guess what? That's, that's what He says. He said, Jesus says this, if you spend time with me, you're going to be like me. You spend time with me, you're going to be like me. And people are going, you're, wait a minute, I know, I know whose you are. Wouldn't that be awesome to say, man, you're, you're looking more like Jesus every day. You're acting, you're sounding, you're talking more like Jesus. And so here's the deal. God's saying, I'm inviting you to live a life that brings me glory. Hang around Him and you'll catch some amazing things. So here's the deal. We're not always doing that. We're not always focusing on that. As you know, Christians, we're swimming in rough waters. We're being followed by sharks. We're surrounded by this fog. And, 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 and sometimes we feel like giving up. We feel like giving in. But here's what the Bible encourages us to do is just to continue to look to Jesus, not to ourselves. Look to Him. He will provide everything that we need. Look at this next verse on your outline. Matter of fact, let's read this together. Out of Hebrews 12. Here we go. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before Him endured the cross. Consider Him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you not grow weary and lose heart. Here's what God says to us through His Word is this. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Get Him off the circumstances. Get them off what's going on. Get them off the pain. Get them off that. Keep your eyes on Jesus. And you go, yeah, I tried that. Really? Yeah, yeah. Listen, that works. Like we're here for a second and then we get distracted from that. He's saying, continue to do this and you will not grow weary. You will not lose heart. And that's His encouragement to us. So it's really in this passage that uh, Peter, God is using Peter to encourage us in our everyday life. Encouraging, uh, encouraging us to, to know that we do have everything to live for in spite of what's going on. We're not living under our spurt circumstances. God has a way to get us above those. So we're going to pick up in verse 13, uh, 1 Peter chapter 1. Let's read this uh, uh, passage together. Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Be self-controlled, set your hope fully on the grace to be given to you. And when Jesus is revealed as obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. Verse 17, since you call on a father who judges each man's works impartially, live your lives as strangers here in reverent fear. 
For you know that it is not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your forefathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him you believe in God who raised him from the dead and glorified him so that your faith and hope are in God. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you for your word. We thank you for how you continue to invite us to experience you, your peace, your joy, all that you are, uh, your forgiveness, your hope, your purpose. And now we just ask that, Holy Spirit, that you would clear the fog of our minds and our hearts so that we could see uh, you and we can fix our eyes on you and that we can continue to run this race in a way that would bring you honor and glory and continue to fill our lives with blessing and hope. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so there's three things that he did. I think he points out in this passage uh, as far as some application, as far as helping to clear the fog. Number one, get my mind in condition. Get my mind in condition. Right here he says, Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Be self-controlled. Set your hope fully on the grace to be given to you. Uh, set your minds uh, and prepare your minds for action. He's saying prepare your minds. The picture there is like uh, of the, in that the biblical times of the, of the folks that wore the robes, you know, to, to guard themselves from all the dust and all that stuff. But he's saying here the picture is to gird up your minds, to, to, to get that robe, pull it up so you can have some freedom to skedaddle, to get on out of there. Uh, have that liberty and that freedom. Uh, get the thoughts out of the way that restrict the free action of the mind for forward progress in healthy, positive living. Get these stuff out of the way. Uh, worry, fear, jealousy, unforgiveness, selfishness, greed, impurity, uh, lust, materialism, medicating. You know, what, what, all, all this. And get this stuff out of the, get this stuff out of your minds. He says, be self-controlled, be sober-minded, be clear-minded, set your hope on that. So here's a personal application for us today. What needs to be cleared from my mind? Let's, let's just close our eyes real quick and just say, Holy Spirit, show me what needs to be cleared from my mind. What is it that's robbing me? Well, what is it that's robbing me of the life that you have provided for me? What is it that's robbing you of your glory? What needs to be cleared from my mind. Okay, open up. So let's get, let me show you a picture. Uh, right here, is this, is this where we put it right here? Uh, did I, yeah, look. Can y'all see that? Can, what, can, what do you see there? All right, so here's a tractor down in Grady, and, and there's, these are like trees. Uh, no, I did not go to sleep at the wheel and run off into a ditch. So here's, here's the deal. Here's what's going on. The last few days I went, I went down, uh, if, if I get a, a double, uh, you know, just a, a double blessing there. I got to go see daddy on his birthday and I got to go bush hog for two days. Uh, yeah, whatever. Um, so, but he had called me and he told me this. For two years, for two years, we've not been able to get down. This is down below Dream Hill. Dream Hill is where I asked Felicia to marry me. Hey. And then way down there is uh, where we do our deer hunting. And I got the big 
bus down there, but we hadn't been able to get down there even close to it for two years because it's been flooded. Some of you guys have seen that. Uh, and and uh, so it's like, ah, oh, can't I mean, you can't get back there and, and bush hop. And that's not a good thing. Uh, because as you can see right here, in two years' time, this is how tall this stuff. So I'm going through there. There's all kind of bugs and stuff and every kind of nasty pollen and all this kind of just... Ugh. Anyhow, so I'm down there on this bush hog clearing that land. We got it done, boys. We got it done. But here's the deal. Uh, look, look at this stuff. Two years time and look how tall that stuff was. I mean, it was way, you know, way up there. This bush hog's sitting up this high. I'm sitting up this high and now you're still seeing it way up there. That's ridiculous. That's two years uh, of not, you know, being, paying attention to it, not being able to do anything. You're going, I don't even know what bush hogging is. Stop talking to me about that and Grady and tractors. I don't like none of it. No, here's my point. Do you know what happens in our minds when we're, we're not letting God do His, do His amazing work? Unattended and not dealt with? It gets out of control. Do you know anybody that their, th- their thinking is really going crazy? That's just like believing lies and all that kind of, hey, because we have not Ask God to clear my mind of these lies. We're, we're, we're believing feelings. We're believing what other people say. We're believing uh, what the world is saying out there. And, and look, look what's growing up. All these weeds, this stuff that just ain't good. By the way, let's start look at this next picture. Guys, y'all see this? Woo! There's the bus. Ladies, I know y'all would like to go down there and spend the uh, weekend there. But that's just for the guys. Sorry about that. Now that's what we deer hunt out of. But you see, this is, I finally got it cleared out a little bit. I mean, it, you couldn't even see the bus. But guys, we're going, we're going to have some bus time. And by the way, the gator is back. Y'all know what I'm talking about? The gator is back. Don't look at me like that. It's called an alligator. Okay, whatever. Alright. The reason we was able to get down there is there had been a drought. For, you know, really, really big drought down there, and so I finally was able to cross it, and so we're moving. Here, here's my, here's my whole deal. Listen, God needs to come in and do some bush hogging in some of our minds today. There's some stuff, there's some weeds, and then some stinking thinking that's grown up, and it's gotten completely out of control. Just ask Him. Lord, what do I need to do to get my mind right? And there's a couple things that, 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 just far as application, we got to get in His Word. You got to get it. You got to get in His Word uh, and just allow His Word just to speak to you about what you are experiencing. Uh, uh, one of my daughter Rachel called me the other day. I was talking to her. Maybe we were driving, out, and she was just going, "You know what? The Bible is just the most interesting book in the world." And uh, she was going out, and she started telling me about some story that she was reading. Uh, wow, he wants us to love his word. And you're going, oh, man, I'm having a hard time with it. Then ask him, ask him, God, show me or get with somebody and let them help you as far as your approach to studying the Bible and allowing God just to come in and do his amazing, 
transforming word. So study his word and just uh, allow the scripture just to speak to you. Here's this verse right here. Right here. Every part of read and useful one way or another, showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, training us to live God's way. Through the word, we are put together and shaped up for the task that God has so that's the first point right here is that we need to get our minds in condition. That's what he's encouraging us to do. Just say, all right, Lord, what needs to be cleared from my mind? That's your, that's your prayer. That's personal application. Number two, get my character in shape. Get my character in shape. So here's what he's saying. You know, I want you to get, get your mind in condition, get your character in shape. There's, look what he says here. He says, as children of his, be holy because I am holy. There's so much recoil on that. We just go, oh, I'm not that. Have you ever thought that? Mm. Okay, guess what? That's stinking thinking. You are holy. You are holy. Because of who He is. Look at this next verse. He says, As obedient children, let yourselves be pulled into a way of life shaped by God's life. A life energetic energetic and blazing with holiness. You are holy. Holy means just set apart. You've been called as God's child. You know, there was times, you know, as Red's son, that I didn't act in a way that, you know, was pleasing to him, but it, I was still Red's son. You're still God's child. You are holy because... He is holy, set apart. He, he wants you to embrace that reality. And you go, well, yeah, but I've done a lot of you know, wicked stuff. I've done some bad stuff and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, oh yeah. But that doesn't mean, that, that's not because you're not holy. You are. You're His child. Now allow your character to represent that. So here's a question for us. What worldly habits have I adopted? What worldly habits have I adopted? Who's shaping what I think about me? Uh, back up just one more time. It says, get my lifestyle in shape. Get my, I mean, get my character in shape. Now, here's the deal. Who's shaping my choices? Who's shaping what I think about me? Personal application. Just kind of close your eyes real quick. And let's just say, Holy Spirit, what, what, what worldly habits do I need to lose? Oh, what habits have I developed in my life? That's not a reflection of your grace and your glory. Allow them to point that out. You know, it just may, it may be a habit of just prayerlessness that he points out. Or maybe it's a habit of, of, of worry. You know, maybe it's a habit of, of, of just, uh, envy. Maybe it's, I don't know. What worldly habits? Do I need to just let you bush off? Thank you, Lord. All right, open up. Number three. Number three, get my lifestyle in balance. Get my lifestyle in balance. He says here in the, in the message, you call out to God for help and He helps. He's a good father that way. But don't forget, He's also a responsible father and won't let you get by with sloppy living. That's what he was talking about earlier when we were looking at Timothy. He says, he's going to, he's going to be a faithful father to, to steer and point you. Whenever you get off track, he's going to show you that and, and invite you to get back on track and show you how to do that and empower you to do that. 
So really we need to look at this as far as our lifestyle and, and think about that. Just because everybody else is doing it, that doesn't mean that's what God would have us to do. What about your lifestyle? I mean, think about our culture today and the things that are accepted today. Uh, and even so many Christians are falling into that because it's so accepted in our culture and our lifestyle. But here's, here's a question. When it comes to our lifestyle, we, we need to, to kind of do the checks and balances. Like, here's a question. Who's getting the glory for this? You know, if, if I am my lifestyle, you know, who's, who's getting the glory? For whose sake is this being done? Is it for my sake and my convenience or is it for, for God's sake? You know, I mean, you just ramp it this day and time. Uh, matter of fact, I'm, I'm doing a wedding this coming week, uh, this next weekend and uh, have great opportunity to meet with couples. But I'm telling you, it is an epidemic now uh, where people outside the church will come to me and, uh, and they want me to marry them. And then, you know, I've come to find out that, I mean, they've been living together for a year or two years. And these are supposedly Christians. And, I, you know, I ask, oh, tell me about your, your faith and your walk. And you go, well, let's just accept it. It's just like the norm. But here's the question I need to ask myself as for my lifestyle, no matter what it is, who, for whose sake am I doing this? Is it for mine or is it for His? Because if we really are serious about that, you know, the series that we were looking at before this, you know, after the first year, He says we need to die to self and live for Christ. So is it for my sake, my convenience? Who, who gets the glory for that? Uh, get my lifestyle in balance. Look at this verse right here. Um, it says, The seed that fell among thorns, and this is a parable of Jesus, the seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way are choked out by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. So here's the deal. There's a lot of worries. There's a lot of riches. There's a lot of pleasures that come in there, and um, but you, they're very attractive for us. But he's saying, no, 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 I want you to spend some time. I want you to know you've got everything to live for. But sometimes we get off track and we're foggy in our minds and our heads and we lose sight of the goal. But he's saying, here's the goal, that you experience the glory of God and that you represent Jesus as his follower. And that people begin to identify you as his. This last verse, First uh, Peter 18 and 19, and I like the way the message puts it. It says, your life is a journey. You must travel with deep consciousness of God. It costs God plenty to get you out of that dead-end life. And we need to reflect on that. Uh, he paid with Christ's sacred blood. He died like an unblemished sacrificial lamb. He was our sacrificial lamb. And he's going, I want you to be reminded of time and time again of what Christ has done for you. This is what it took in order for you to experience life. So here's, here's the personal application. What adjustments, what adjustments do I need to make? What adjustments do I need to make in my lifestyle? Is there something that I need to make? And you go, yeah, but it's going to be painful. But you can't ever God. You can't ever confine or put God in a box. What adjustments? Lord, do I need to make in my lifestyle for your glory? What do I need to do? 
Alright? Last verse. God always knew He was going to do this for you. It's because of this sacred Messiah whom God then raised from the dead and glorified that you trust God, that you know that you have a future in God. He's saying, this is my promise, this is my promise, this is my promise for you. God's wanting to clear the fog. Uh, uh, there was a lot of fog going on in my head and all that kind of stuff from, from the bush hogging this weekend. Uh, praise God, it's, it's not too much there right now. But, but as I was down there bush hogging, here's the deal. I wasn't doing the work. I wasn't doing the work. I was just simply utilizing the resources that were available to me. Now sometimes here's what happens with us in our, 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 our lives as Christians. We go down there and we, we feel like we've got to do it. We feel like we've got to do it. If I thought that I had to go down there by hand without the resources of a big old tractor and a big old bush hog, if I thought that I had to do that, it wouldn't happen. It, I would have never got started. Never got started. I mean, there's just, I mean, no way. And perhaps that's kind of the way you may be looking at what's going on in your life right now. It just seems like everything's so overgrown and it's just too far gone. Oh, hold on. Don't let go. Hold on to that let go. Because he's saying, I want you to use my resources. <laughs> I don't know if God's ever been uh, compared to a tractor and a bush hog before, but he's saying, I will provide it for you. I will clear your mind. I will clear the fog if you just simply trust me. Not by might, nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. Let's pray together. Father God, thank You that You've given us amazing promises. And some of us are sitting here today and Lord, we are, are discouraged or we're distracted and, and, and yet today through Your Holy Spirit, You're inviting us to, to ju just come and to allow You to clear. Clear away the brush, clear away the rubbish, Clear away all that has just been growing over these years so that we can see You and see Your love for us and be reminded of what You've done for us through Your Son, Jesus Christ, and the purpose and the plan that You have for us. Nothing is too big for You, Father. So we just come and present ourselves to You. With your heads bowed, Right now, would you just acknowledge that He is able? If you are a child of His, would you just speak that truth? Would you confess that truth that He loves you? That He's working in your life? That He's bigger than whatever is in front of you? It's going down. I mean, it is going down whenever you allow Him to work in you and through you. Would you just uh, ask Him just right now to just speak truth to you in, in, in each of these areas as far as your mind? Anything that needs to be cleared in your, in your character, in your lifestyle? 
You're not doing it. You're just simply presenting these things to Him. And He's going to say, yep, that's a big old, that's a big old weed. That's, that's just something that's preventing my green pastures from just sprouting forth. I want to take that down. Trust Him for that. Trust Him for that. If you're here this morning, you don't know Jesus. Uh, he's reminded us through His Word today that He loves you, that He's paid the ultimate price for you, and that He wants to have a relationship with you. That's the reason that you were created, to know Him. And if you just acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world and that you know your sin has separated you from God, and that Jesus has done something about that. And by trusting Jesus and asking Him into your life, now you can know Him and know that for which you were created. Would you ask Him in today? Father God, we just ask that You would just um, continue to um, clear the fog in our minds and our hearts and our lives and that You would be lifted up and that you would continue to draw all people to yourself. For we make it our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Crosspoint Community Church. You can find us on the web at crosspointonline.org. There, you'll find links to our social media accounts. We gather every Sunday at 11 a.m. in Roswell, Georgia. Tune in next week.